the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. We have a trade war starting. President announced yesterday that uh, he was going to take steel and uh, aluminum and uh, and protect our our nation. Uh, and so we've started a trade war. And this morning he uh, tweeted, can you give me the exact tweet because it's pretty remarkable and I don't want to I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah, it's probably a good thing. I yeah. mean, because we're talking trade wars here. It's a very uh, it's an interesting, <laughs> interesting proposal here. Um, when a country, parentheses, USA, end parentheses, just <laughs> okay. in case you weren't sure what country he was okay, talking sure. about. When a country, USA, is losing many billions of dollars on trade with virtually every country it does business with, mm-hmm. trade wars are good and easy to win. No, they're not. No. And they're not good. Uh, and l- let me just give you a little page of history. Smoot Hawley, uh, it was, a, was the beginning of a trade war. The Smoot-Hawley bill uh, barely passed the Senate, passed the populist house in uh, 1920s. Uh, and President Hoover, even though he was they begged President Hoover, a thousand economists came out and said, please don't do this. Trade wars are easy to win. Let me just read this. Smoot-Hawley contributed to the early loss of confidence on Wall Street. Hey, what happened yesterday? Stu, did you hear about Wall Street? It was a really good up a zillion points, I believe. Was yeah, the, either that or over two days of trading between up and down, it's a thousand points spread. Thousand points. At one point yesterday, it uh, it was down five hundred and fifty points. Anyway, so first it was the early loss of confidence on Wall Street. You know, nineteen twenty nine, nineteen thirty, and it signaled to the markets isolationism. By raising the tariffs by some 20%, it also prompted retaliation from foreign governments. Later, overseas banks began to fail. Look, the president has done some really good things. He has done some uh, really good policies. His policies on judges have been really good beyond Gorsuch. He has done some good things. Universally praised, I think, by conservatives. Yes, I'll take the tax cut. It's not what I wanted, but I'll take it. It was good. It's better than going the other direction. Jerusalem was great. There are some policies that he has done. The EPA, the reduction of of all of these, um, you know, all of the regulations, regulations, Mm -hmm. really good. Mm -hmm. And I support him on that. And we have to support him when he's right, when he's wrong. We must call him out. Trade wars are not winners. No one wins. In no a trade one war. wins. Neither, neither side. Let me just let me just finish this from let me just finish this from uh, uh, the uh, from the history books here. Um, in 1928, the campaign for the Republican was Herbert Hoover. He promised to increase tariffs on agricultural goods, but then when he took office, lobbyists from other economic ste- uh, sectors stepped in and said, "You know, well, there needs to be a broader increase on just about everything." So he uh, he passed it and signed it. Smoot Hawley, this is a Smoot Hawley uh, trade bill. It contributed to the early loss of confidence on Wall Street, signaled the U.S. isolationism by raising the average tariff by 20%. It also prompted retaliation from foreign governments, and many banks began to fail. 
Within two years, two dozen countries adopted similar beggar-thy-neighbor duties, making worse an already beleaguered world economy. Now, good thing we don't have a beleaguered world economy. And reducing global trade. U.S. imports and U.S. exports to Europe fell by two-thirds between 1929 and 1932. Okay. Those years were good years, though. 29 to 32. Those were great years. years. Those were great Great years. years. And, you know, and that didn't help push, you know, uh, Hitler over the edge or or anything. It did did, did nothing. Everybody won, especially our side. Let me just let me just recap. Let me just see if I have this right. So there was a Republican candidate who was Herbert Hoover. Uh, and Herbert Hoover was known as this great capitalist, this great industrialist. He was a he was a builder of things. Hoover Dam. He was a he was a builder. He was a great businessman and industrialist. And so everybody thought, well, he's got he's he's got a handle on things. Uh, and he was a big believer in trade war. And so he he campaigned on trade war. Then he got into office, and uh, his second year in office, he passed. A trade bill and he got he started the trade war because we can win a trade war when he announced it the stock market took a nosedive and then other countries started to retaliate and then it went horribly wrong we were in the great depression which led then to a socialist progressive movement where They were accusing the Republicans and the conservative movement for not understanding how an economy works. And they were blamed for the economy, which led to 15 years of progressive socialist kind of economics and kept the United States in a depression until there was a global war. I don't see the good thing is I don't see any similarities at all. I don't see any similar similarities. I think we're okay. Really? Because what you just said had us a lot of similarities to what we're facing today. I don't today. see any of them. Really? Oh, I don't okay. see a okay. single one. I, I, it's incredible. I mean, this is, uh, you know, there's a couple of ideas of how this was going yeah. with the president. Because I think everybody, even most of the supporters of yeah. Donald Trump, mm-hmm. recognized that he had some really good ideas mm-hmm. and some really bad ideas. And... So the idea was year one, was it, A, he decided to, the people around him and and him decided to do the things that were his good ideas Mm -hmm. and wait until year two to do the bad ones. Mm -hmm. In other words, the people around him talked him into prioritizing the things that they liked, right? Mm -hmm. Is Is it that? Or was it the optimistic side? Trump gets into office, realizes sort of the realities of the situation. Maybe uh, throws away some of the worst rhetoric about trade and some of these other issues that would be damaging and just decided not decides not to do them. We still don't know what the real answer to that is because he's he's hasn't done a lot of the trade stuff. He's announced these tariffs are not in effect yet. He has done other tariffs. I mean, if you want to be optimistic, you hope that he doesn't actually follow through with these things. Mm. Maybe he sees the thousand point 
stock market drop. And again, he likes to win. He doesn't. He's not going to want to. He's he's not going to like the idea of a falling stock market. Maybe he changes. No, it really hurt him. It really hurt him. Uh, by the way, uh, you know, I as you were talking, I thought, okay, I know why Stu is starting to see some similarities. Oh, okay, okay, but it was a different time, Stu. A different time. It was a different time. Okay, good. For instance, back then, mm-hmm. there was this big movement uh, by one party to say that uh, you know Russia is fine and it's good and they're our friends, and then there was the the other group. They were all saying that. Um, National socialism isn't Nazism, but even Nazis were starting to to grow up all around the uh, all around the country and the world. So there was. Oh. A, yeah. So there was an embracing of Russia and uh, and also national socialism. So big time asterisks. Uh, uh, yeah, my, there's it's right. totally different. It's totally <laughs> it's different. Totally different. Yeah. Wow. It's scary because it's, you know, protectionism breeds more protectionism. It's one of those things. It's like spending on schools. Oh, well, we, we, we don't, we're not spending enough on schools. Then you increase the amount you spend on schools and you realize, well, it hasn't improved the situation at all. That's because we're not spending enough on schools. And so then you spend more on schools and then you say, well, that's not really doing anything. That's because we're not spending enough on schools. Wait a minute. Now we're spending more on schools than any other nation in the developed world. Yeah, but we're, but not, we're not spending, spending enough, enough on, on schools. schools. That's the answer. And that's what happens with these trade situations. So isn't it the, the interesting? aren't high enough. Isn't it interesting, too, that uh, uh, that Vladimir Putin came out yesterday and said that uh, he's got a new he's got a new weapon. Have you heard about this? Yes, uh, it's indestructible. It's indestructible. Like the Titanic. It's like it's and it's it it sounds like scramjet technology, which we've never been able to develop scramjet technology because because all alloys melt at that speed. Mm. Okay, It, it, it just it just can't hold up at that speed. So if if we had that technology, we could we could do things where you could be on the planet, you know, anywhere in the planet in 20 minutes. You know, you could be anywhere on the planet in five minutes if you have scramjet technology. They apparently have that. It's amazing. And so he did an interview yesterday with Megyn Kelly where he said, yeah, we have it. Of course, they're only showing they're 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 only showing, um, you know, um, uh, animations. animations. Yeah, they're they're not they're not showing any of the footage of it, which makes some skeptics say he doesn't really have it. Now, this is entirely different. I want you to understand, historically, this is entirely different than when, in the 1980s, Russia was mired in a never-ending war, and they were on the economic brink, mm-hmm. and they were doing all this crazy stuff, and their, their ruble and the, and the banks, and they were starting to lose face with you know, all the rest of their allies— and then Ronald Reagan came in and said, I've got Star Wars technology lasers, which will shoot things out of the sky. And of course, we didn't have that technology, but it started an arms race. Oh, 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 it's entirely different. Yesterday in the interview with Megyn Kelly, um, Vladimir Putin said we're in an arms race now. So the best thing we can do, if we learn from history, is engage in that arms race and just spend like crazy. Well, then now you've really blown it up because Reagan's dead. So it can't be the same. And let me just say that again. Reagan's dead. 
Dead. <laughs> that doesn't really sound optimistic. Dead. I was trying to be optimistic. Dead. You're not. <laughs> very, very dead. Stu, help I'm, me out here. We can sit Friday. here. I don't, I, help look, me out I, here. You know, look, we just, you have to hope that he doesn't do these things, right? I mean, you have to hope that he has one bad experience with these tariffs. He's never going to admit it, it, it was a mistake. But you hope that after he sees the results of these things, Maybe he decides not to go out on a limb because all of his economic advisors inside. I mean, Larry Kudlow uh, is hammering on him. He's one of the guys who designed the tax plan Mm -hmm. for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. You know, Gary Cohn, they're talking Mm -hmm. about him potentially leaving Mm -hmm. the administration Mm -hmm. over this. Mm -hmm. He does not have, with the exception Mm -hmm. of a couple really Mm -hmm. uh, anti-trade people Mm -hmm. uh, in that he's put into Mm the administration. Most people in the administration don't agree with him on this. Well, here's the good thing. Completely unlike 1929, where a thousand, a thousand economists said, don't do this, Mr. President. And the scary thing is Trump really believes this one. Oh, yeah. This 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 one is him. This is yeah. This This one is him. This is the one that we were really afraid of. Um, I mean, we were afraid of a lot of things and he's come through on a lot of things. Yeah. This one we were really afraid of because we I remember saying, I guarantee you this will happen because he believes this. And this is something that he has he's rooted himself on and he he believes to the depth of his soul. And I can give you all the numbers on la- on the other times we've tried this, that the best case scenario is over three hundred thousand dollars per job. That's the best one we've been able to accomplish. They go a lot worse. The worst one was uh million per job saved in the steel industry. And these are much smaller tariffs. Let's just write a check for a million dollars for all the people that might lose their job in the steel industry. Yeah, it would would certainly save us a lot of money. But, I mean, forget that even. Think of it from a conservative ideological level. Let's say Obamacare. Take, Take tax hikes that are going to fund programs. Why don't we like those? Because they're redistribution of wealth, right? The government's getting involved in the middle of this process and saying, hey, I'm going to take from group A and give to group B. Remember Joe the plumber, right? It's a redistribution of wealth. We're taking from group A and we're giving to group B. We as conservatives don't like when the government makes those decisions. Now go to tariffs. What is that? A tariff is the government adding a tax on consumers taking from group A and distributing it to Group B, the favorite industry of the moment, steel, aluminum, washing and washing machines, whatever the product is. It is a redistribution of wealth. Forget whether it works, which it doesn't. But yeah. it is a fundamental violation of everything we've argued about over the past 30 years. Whatever. If you, if that was, <laughs> that, that is the attitude. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. I mean, if you were right, uh, the Dow would be down 320 points. Oh my gosh, it, it's down 320 <laughs> points. That's weird. Glenn Beck, the Blaze Radio Network.